Thank God for the opportunity to be here tonight. What a blessing it always is to be able to preach the Word of God. I get uh, opportunities every now and again up at where I've been going to church at Holston. And, uh, but, you know, it's just nothing like being able to come back and visit with you all because you all are, are, are dear to my heart. And I'm sorry that my, my wife and children couldn't be here tonight. They... Um, usually are with me, and it's very unusual to go to church without my family, but they wanted to go to youth. They had something going on there, so I told them to go ahead. It'd be all right, and uh, I'll go and uh, and uh, and preach, and you all just go and do your thing. So you, you pray for them. Be with them tonight, and uh, I'd like you all to know I'm praying for you, too. I know the situation, and I just, I love your uh, Josh and I love you all too and uh, I'm just praying for that God will lead somebody else here and we know that he will everything is in God's hands I've got a message that's going along with that tonight I, I was going one way with the message and uh, until last night but God told me that that's not what he wanted us to bring tonight so I changed it up went back to a, a message that I've preached several times before at different places but you know I hope it'll be an encouragement to you it's always an encouragement to me but I want to talk about greater is he that's what I want to preach on tonight and our, our scripture will the first verse and I'll be going several different places but in first John 4 4 it says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to be here tonight. Thank you, Lord, for these that's came. And God, help us as we open up your word and as we preach your word. Help us to receive your word the way you want us to receive it, God. We're so grateful for all the blessings that you give us, God. I pray, God, that you'd be with each and every prayer request that was brought to you tonight. And God, and I pray for your will in each and every one. And God, I lift up Northside Baptist Church to you tonight, Lord, and I thank you for the opportunity that they gave me tonight. Lord, just bless them in a great and mighty way and bless your word, and we'll be careful to give you the praise and give you all the honor and glory for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we see here in this verse, it says, greater is he. Uh, in several places throughout the Bible, we see that... Uh, that we see a lot of uh, stories where people couldn't do what they did without God. And all we need is have faith. We need to have faith in him. But in, in uh, Paul was talking about, and I thought this was very interesting what I saw here, and I wanted to share this with you before we get started, but to overcome falsehood with the truth. How many here knows that Satan is the master of falsehood? Falsehood. He tries to tell us that we can't do things. We're, we get all fired up and we get ready and we're willing to serve God and to, and, and to go out and share God and to be able to live for God. And then he'll throw a, 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 he'll throw a, a stumbling block in front of you and he'll try to tell you that you can't do what you're trying to do. You know, in the time of uh, Apostle Paul, the Roman soldiers outfitted their outfit in the armor of war was embodiment of the power of an overcomer paul understood 
that overcoming is a spiritual issue. Now, as we face things, and we've faced a lot this year, have we not faced a lot with COVID and everything? And, and, and it's been scary at times, really. I mean, we didn't know what was coming next. But we can be an overcomer, but we have to do it in a spiritual way. You know, I find myself sometimes trying to take care of things myself, and it always doesn't work out. But when I let God have it, and, and, and God seems to help me, and, uh, and, and then we can work things out so much better. We can endure things so much better. We can use the Holy Spirit that God give us when the times of when we're down and out and times like we've been through in this past year, and we can overcome the things of this world. God says not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we need to realize that as soldiers of Christ, the very, the very first thing we need to remember is to use the spirit that God has gave us to use. But a lot of times we don't use it. You know, we're all honest tonight. Sometimes we use it, sometimes we don't. But we need to use it at all times. You know, and then where it says that each piece of the armor is protect themselves against the very strategy of Satan. Satan is a great deceiver, is he not? He can sleep, slip in and convince you to do things uh, and get you involved in certain situations that you wouldn't have got into if you wasn't if you was allowing the spirit to lead us. I've been guilty of that, and I get in situations and I thought, what? Why am I even here? But then when I'm there, I want God to help me and get me out of that situation when I really should have listened to Him to begin with, and I would not be in that situation. So we see that uh, Satan. Uh, is against believers and he makes them have negativity, falsehood. You know, you can't do it. You know, and no, we can't do it. But through Christ, we can do all things. You know, and we need to realize that, that when you decide to be a champion for God, you will often find that you are facing a lot of heat and criticism. How many knows that as Christians today, we face a lot more criticism than what Christians faced years ago you know it's a it's getting to where uh, you know used to when a Christian or or a preacher or somebody like that they had respect for them but as we go on through life we just don't see the respect we don't see the respect for God's house like they like they used to have you know I heard about when uh, the with the incident at Clear Spring where they got all their catalytic converters uh, stolen while they was in there having service. You know, I would have I never dreamed as a, as a young person of doing anything like that. You know, I don't care if you're saved or not. You didn't do those things. If you didn't know Christ, you still didn't do it because you respect the house of God. And we don't see that like we used to see that. So we need to remember that in the heat of criticism, we can stand firm and our convictions, and know all we have to do is follow the Lord. We need to trust Him. We need to have faith in Him, and He will help us through. How many knows that David would not defeated Goliath if he did not have the Holy Spirit with him? On paper, David should have never been able to take care of Goliath, right? Goliath would have stomped him, a mud hole in him, as they used to say. But you know, with the power of God, he was able to defeat him. And so we have giants in our lives each and every day. 
And we look at them and we say, how am I going to defeat this? How am I going to get over this? You know, some of the things that, that I jotted down that we face, and, uh, and there's more than this, but there's just so many things that we face each and every day. And if I find where I wrote them down, I just, God was just laying a, certain things on my heart. And, uh, and I thought, you know, with everything that we face in today's time, it's just, you know, it's so hard sometimes to keep the Christian walk. But we can do it with the Holy Spirit. And uh, gas prices. I get so angry when I see gas prices anymore. And I thought, that don't surprise God. You know what I'm saying? Nothing surprises him. It surprises me, and it might make us a little upset, but it don't surprise him. He's still in control. We see COVID, number two. That should have been number one, really, I guess, but they're not in no certain order. But we see how that was and how we struggled with that and how and how we had to, to worry about it and how we had to uh, social distance, you know, and we had to separate, you know. And that's something that Christians don't like to do. We don't like to separate. We like to, we like to love on people. We love to hug people, you know. I know I do. And, uh, and now they're saying, you know, we couldn't do that. So that was hard to handle stuff like that. And then a lot of churches went to this virtual meeting, and they have Facebook uh, 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 services, and they just be online. That's a lot to go through because there's nothing like being with your Christian friends, you know. We can encourage one another. We can lift up one another, you know. And, and, and I, try to, I try to tell my children, you know, I know that you all love video games, or Matthew likes video games, but, you know, we need to socialize. We need to get out. And with people, you know, and uh, don't stay on that game all the time. I just give him so much time that he needs to do that because I think it's good to get out and actually play with friends and do things that you, you know, with them. And then we see jobs. A lot of people lost their job because of COVID. And we see a lot of people that uh, lost their homes, that lost their whole careers because of COVID, you know, and that's that's got to be depressing. I thank God that I didn't go through none of that. But, you know, it's just by the grace of God I didn't. And I give him the, all the glory for that, and that he helped me during the time. But think of the people that lost everything just because of that. That's such a sad, such a sad time. And then we see sickness. Sickness is another thing that can, can tear us up. We see loved ones sick or ourselves may go through sickness. Uh, I actually went through COVID. It wasn't that easy. I thought it would, wouldn't be nothing, but I actually went through it, and it wasn't easy for me. I finally got through it, and everything was okay. But me and my wife, kids, and everybody had it at the same time. We just got it, got it over with and got rid of it, I guess. But, you know, our loss of loved ones. My mom passed away last August, and uh, it was one of the hardest things I ever went through. But my mom was my rock. You know, that's all I had. She was my mom and my daddy growing up. And uh, she was always so strong. And that was one I had to lean on. And I had to say goodbye to her. But we had a, a, a an amazing day the day that she died. And, and, we, and we, we sung her into heaven. And we had such a blessed time, even though I hated to see her go. But we all have that. We all dealt with that. We've lost people that we love. And that's hard to go, but greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we got bills, and we got change. People don't like change. 
we had to go through some changes with COVID, didn't we? A lot of things changed. Couldn't go to the ball games. Couldn't go to the baseball games. Couldn't go here. Couldn't go there. And, you know, and that was hard. And if you've seen that, if you turn the game on anymore and they got those pop-up things all that way, that is the weirdest thing. You know, and they pay good money for them pop-up things everywhere. And I thought, that ain't, that ain't the same. I don't know if they think that makes us think it's the same, but it ain't the same. But, uh, you know, I think about that, and then I think about loneliness, you know, because people had to, uh, to uh, you know, stay away from one another. And you, you wasn't, wasn't able to see your parents. You might not have been able to see your kids. Uh, and you had to isolate yourself. You know, to make sure that you, and quarantine is the word I'm looking for. We all went through that, and that made loneliness, you know, a major thing in our life. And then we got addiction. I asked prayer for my brother-in-law that I, I love dearly, and I've seen drugs just take him and just run him. And he's on the streets now, and he's just barely getting by. And the doctors told him he had six months maybe uh, before he would not, not know anyone. That's how bad his, his mind is messed up. And in a year, he'd probably be passed away. And he's just in his 40s. But I've seen drugs just tear his life all apart, and that's why I ask you all to pray for him. But we see addictions to a lot of people deal with addiction. A lot of people's got family members that are addicted to stuff. And, and Satan, he takes that, you know, and he runs with it. And he, he, that's one of his... That's one of, one, one of the things that he loves because he can just tear up families with addiction, you know. But we greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And then we see divorces. You know, a lot of people go through those. And what a trying time, you know. I, my mom and dad divorced at four, when I was 12 years old, and it was a hard thing to go through not to have your parents, you know, with you. And, uh, and for children and the spouses you know that had to go through that and then you see depression and that's come from just everything that's been going on but satan is behind every one of those he gets you worried about all these things he wants you tore up he wants you to the point where you can't serve god we sung the song about your light he don't want your light to shine he'll try everything in the world to take your light and and hide it from someone else because he knows if somebody sees your light then you're going to help them. You know, you're going to change their life. And I know that even though I was telling you about my wife's brother, is no matter how far he is, God can still lift him up. God can still heal him. And Susan prays that prayer every day. And she tries to help him all that she can. And she won't give up. And I don't blame her because that's her brother and she loves him. And that's how we are to be. You know, we think about the church. And, we, and I, I got to thinking about the church. And, 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 and we are the church. Where we go, the church goes. You know, we think this is a church, you know, this is a church house where we meet. But as far as the church, we're the church. And sometimes we are the only church that people have. So we need to make sure that we use um, the Holy Spirit in the way that we live each and every day. But what are some of the things that we need to overcome? You know, God said tribulation will come. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We can overcome the world. The children overcame Pharaoh, the children of Israel. Look at that situation. That was a, a pretty big deal, wasn't it? I mean, they had Pharaoh on one side and they had the Red Sea on the other. 
but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world because he just we know the story and and what a miracle that was job allowed his trials to strengthen him because greater is he job uh, job sorry said in job 19:25 for i know that my redeemer liveth everything that job was going through he still said i know my redeemer liveth so it don't matter what we're going through tonight. We know our Redeemer lives. We know that He is still in control. You know, and that's what keeps me happy. You know, people ask me all the time at work, you're happy every day. You're always the same. That's what they tell me. Like that's a bad thing or something. <laughs> and I say, well, I can't help it. I love the Lord. And the Lord's been good to me. And the Lord's been good to my family. You know, I got food on my table. I got clothes on my back and shoes on my feet. I don't have a lot, I'll be honest with you, but I have that much. And I have the health of my family. And most of all, we're all saved. Amen. Glory to God. That's enough to keep you happy right there. That we're all, all of us are saved. And you know, and David overcome, like we said earlier, Goliath, because greater is he. We can overcome fear that we have, because I was went over some things that give us fear in life with faith. I think about Daniel and how he overcame fear with faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't have fear. They said, if you don't bow down, we'll throw you in the fire. But they didn't fear. They had faith. What a great example. We can all do that. We can all have that same faith. I don't know if I have it like they had it right there. don't know if I'm there yet, to be honest with you. Because that took a lot of faith to do what they did. Did it not? took a lot of faith to do, knowing you was going to be thrown into a fire. A lot of people might have sold out right there. Might have, might, not, might have went ahead and bowed. You don't know. Remember, Peter denied him three times. And he said he never would. So we don't know. But what, what a great story of faith right there. And then we see in Romans uh, 10, 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God builds our faith. That's how we build our faith. You know, I love to read the Word of God every day. At least get a verse or two in. Some days that's all I get, and God help me because I need to get more than that in. But I at least like to get a few verses in each and every day because it seems to help me that day and give me more faith. See, because faith, we had to build. Faith just don't come overnight, really. When you first get saved, you don't have much faith. But as you keep word, reading the Word of God, and as you keep growing as a Christian, after years and years and years go by, my mom had great faith. And that's who taught me. She had great faith and great forgiveness. I never will forget that she taught me about forgiveness. When I, I mean, the, the situation between mom and dad was horrifying what happened between them a lot of you might know I don't know if I ever shared it with you but it was a bad thing that we went through but you know when he called me and asked me if I wanted to come back and see him mom said you got to forgive him and he did a horrible thing to her but she still taught me to forgive my father she said because if you can't forgive him God won't forgive you she taught me that at a young age and I remember that just like it was yesterday and then we can all have the same faith as these that I mentioned. 
but we have to work on it. Overcome anxiety with peace. Greater is He that is in us. We got to allow the Holy Spirit to help us. It says in Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made to God. In Philippians 4, 7, very familiar passage, The peace of God which passes all understanding. We've seen that. We've seen times in our life where peace came up upon us and it shouldn't have. Peace shouldn't have not been there at that moment, but we've seen it happen. Anybody ever been there? I've seen it time and time again. One of the times is when I lost a job when my daughter was just a couple months old. I thought, okay, not been married long, got a little baby, and now my job's gone. Oh, it was devastating. I mean, when they sat there and told me that they was going to lay me off, I never will forget it. But by the time I got from the work to the truck, which ain't very far, here to the car probably, I got peace. And God said, everything's going to be fine. I never, forgive it as long, I never forget it as long as I live. And I got that peace from God, you know. And, and, and then that built my faith. That built my faith, and I had trust that he would take care of me no matter what. We can have peace no matter what happens and what's going on in your life. I don't know. You may be dealing with something right now. Either you are or, you're, or you just came out of a storm. That's what they say. Or you're just about to go in one. You know, that's just the way life is. God told us it would be that way. But he also told us he'd be with us, didn't he? He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And I believe in that. And he'll be right there beside you. Greater is he that gives us peace. Just bring it to the Lord. You know, I've done that, and then I start worrying right afterwards. <laughs> and then I've done it, and I've really gave it to him. And I've seen just exactly what he can do. But I've done it a lot of times, and then start worrying just right after I do. You know, and that's not what he wants us to be. Why? Because who is the master of confusion? That's Satan. Wisdom, I like this. I heard this from Dr. David Jeremiah, and I love that preacher i love watching him on tv in his sermons but wisdom is knowledge using his head i like that wisdom is knowledge using his head another thing i heard and i can't remember who who i heard it from but wisdom is knowing what to i mean knowledge is knowing what to do but wisdom's knowing when to do it how many would agree tonight that there's we may know what to do but we don't know if it's the right time to do it but we know one that does. <laughs> Amen. We know one, and you'll, and you'll say, why am I in this situation? And then you figure out down the road, oh, that's why I was in that situation. See, he knows when it needs to be done. You know, you may know how to do it, and he's not gave you the opportunity to do it, but that's because the opportunity is not right. God knows when it's right. We don't know when it's right. So if you're struggling with any, anything in your life that you're wondering, you know, why ain't it happened yet? Or or why ain't they saved? Why ain't they healed? God's in control. He knows. Just trust in Him. The world is confused. How many would agree tonight? The world is confused. That's a nice way of putting it, and that's the way we are to say it. The world is confused. I mean, how long did it take gas prices to fly up to almost $3 a gallon? That didn't take long, you know? 
and and and, you, and and stuff like that can just overwhelm you and you think well i can't i take my stimulus check just to just afford gas you know what i'm saying but uh but anyway you know we don't got to worry about that do we because we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world if any of us lack wisdom let him ask of God, who gives it all the liberty without reproach, and it will be given unto him. Confusion, not obeying the word of God. And if you're confused, maybe we're not obeying the word of God. Maybe we're not doing what God wants us to do. I can get caught up doing that. Matthew 6, 24 says, No man can serve two masters. So we've got to realize and make God and sell out to God and God only. You know, don't straddle the fence. Don't try to please the world and please God. We're not going to get nowhere in life if we do that. We need to just please God, trust God, have faith in God. Let Him totally guide us in our life. I pray that prayer every morning. God, lead God and direct me today. Because I can't go. I can't do it. I'm just going to mess up and make a mess of the day. I pray it every morning. God, please, because that's what's going to make me have a good day. You know, it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he shall delight in his way. Yes. If you want a delightful life, let the Lord lead you. You want a messed up life, try it on your own. That's just the way it is. I mean, I, I've tried it both ways, and I've seen it. But now we see that we can overcome pride. Pride's one of the worst things that we deal with. One of them, not the most, but one of them. It says not to be proud. It said God resists us to proud. It tells us that in James 4, 6. It says, but give grace unto the humble. You remember when God, when Satan over uh, tempted God for 40 days, remember? Every single time that Satan tempted him, what did Jesus say? It is written. It is written. So he used scripture, the word of God, he used his word, his own word, against Satan. Think about that. Sometimes I, re, I rebuke Satan, but it'd be good to put some scripture behind it. See, that's what Jesus did. When he rebuked Satan, it is written, and then he gave him a verse. See what I'm saying? That, that makes it, I just, that convicted me. Because I think all I do is rebuke him. But it tells me to rebuke him. I think it's better to have some scripture to back up that rebuke. Remember what happened in Matthew 4.11. It says, Then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and ministered to him to help him out. That's after he rebuked him, after he used, it is written, and after he gave him about three scriptures there, then the angels came. So now we see what happens. Even Jesus used the Word of God. So how, how important is it for us to use it in situations that come up in our lives? Overcome everything with prayer. I don't have no trouble praying. A lot of people have trouble praying. That ain't one of mine. I don't mind praying. I pray all the time. Now, I get convicted about staying in the Word a little longer, you know, about reading God's Word a little bit. And there's other things. You know, we all, diff we all deal with different things in our life as Christians. But I love praying. I love talking to the Lord. I talk to Him all day long while I'm at work. 
because a lot of my work, I, you know, is, is just me. So I talk to the Lord. That gets me through my day. And I love that. And, you know, and we all need to pray. We need to pray for everything we do, no matter how big or how small. It says do everything in prayer. All of your decisions should be asked. You need to ask God before you make them. That's how I try to live my life. Two things that we can do more of is ask God to help us be better. Every day we could ask that question. Because we all mess up, don't we? We all deal with stuff. In everything, give prayer, though. It tells us that in Philippians 4, 6. Overcome death with life. Another reason why we are to be so happy, we don't even have to face death. You think about that. The most fearful thing in life is death. But we don't have to fear death, do we? As Christians, as believers. Because what does it say? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So your last breath here is your next breath in heaven. What's there to fear? Amen. That's a blessing. So we have victory in Jesus. And greater is he that is in us. You know, I just hope this has been a blessing to you. I, I had another message ready and uh, ready to go in Romans 8. We was going to talk about the flesh and the battle of the, between the flesh and the spirit. And God said, no, you, I want you to do this. So there's a reason why God wanted this message preached tonight. Probably for myself. Usually it is. The preacher gets under conviction more than the congregation sometimes. But I hope it's been a blessing to you. I really do. I thank you all so much for the opportunity to come and preach. I look forward to coming next Wednesday. Now, I'm trying to bring my whole family with me next time. But, uh, uh, you know, I'll be praying for you. I hope you all pray for me. And uh, God bless you. Thank you. Come on, Scott.